Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. On the couch today, I'm excited to have James. James is the CEO of Community Phone. Welcome to the couch, James. Thanks. Good to be here. Yeah. So, on Startup Couches, what we do is we bring amazing founders like yourself, James, on the couch, um, have them talk about their products, the product journey, and the impact the product is making on our communities. Right? So, um, I'm going to start with the very first question I have for you. What is Community Phone? How does it all work? Yeah. So Community Phone is a nationwide phone company, like you would sort of expect if you dealt with a Verizon or AT&T. And we make sure that customers can get a real human at any time if they have a support inquiry. And we let people do new things with their phones, like have the ability for one phone number to ring on multiple phones, um, not require internet. If you're a business who wants to get phone service, um, you can get phone service uh, that works without internet um, and, and have all the modern stuff, reroute if busy, play a recording when people call in. Um, and so that's what we do. We're a phone company with all the cool new stuff. Um, and yeah. That's amazing. That's really, really amazing. And so, um, who who would you, who would you call your main customer segment? I guess everyone else, everybody that uses phone. Well, we we really like to focus on people who understand the value of service, and we've found that people who are older, usually above fifty years old, often been the most mistreated. You know, or they have fear around technology writ large, and we feel very good, I guess, when when we're dealing with people who might not get service otherwise, um, and who don't understand what does the cloud have to do with the phone I've had in my restaurant for two decades. It's like I don't know. Great question. Like, why do you have to manage those independent concepts in your brain in order to make a decision as a restaurateur? Um, and so it's people, I would say, that uh, operate primarily in the offline world and are above 50. Hmm. Okay. Um, that's actually pretty niche. Um, so I'm, I'm really curious now. How, how, did, how did Community Phone start? How what was the founding story of this company? Sure. Uh, I'm, <laughs> as if there were a choice, I guess. Um, it happened because I started a previous company called Caffeine, which was the fastest way to upload data on iPhone apps. You put it in your app and the app would speed up by 3x while, with all this other security stuff. And my life for two, three years was going from company to company trying to convince them to leave behind HTTP, which everybody uses for this thing that we built. And so when talking with a lot of these product managers and people at these large companies, like you go to the like the Snapchat offices, you're talking to them about what they're doing and how they're managing the network in their mobile app. And never once was there any care around how much data they are requiring a person to buy from their phone company when using their application. So much so that in a typical Facebook session, more than 80% of the data that we're buying from our phone company 
has nothing to do with what we see on facebook.com. It's all these ads and all this thinking in the background. And that was pretty strange, you know, because you look over here on and you see radio, FM, AM radio, which is what cell phone companies do, right? They, they, they resell radio. And you turn on the radio and there are advertisements and you don't have to pay. You just get the advertisements. But then over here, when we're talking about an LTE or 4G, 5G radio, I got to pay $1,000 a year to turn it on. And then I get even more ads. It's kind of like, yeah, what's, I'm getting double dipped out here. Um, and so that became extremely interesting and then more frustrating because a lot of the people, you know, who I, we expect, I expected to have answers to this, didn't have answers. And um, so the way that we thought that we could begin kind of understanding what's really going on is by becoming a carrier um, and going after people who don't need to understand those things in order to live well. Um, and that's that's kind of the initial frustration. <laughs> wow. So I get it. I, I, I actually fully understand the pain. Um, and that really, really makes sense, you know. And that's how we went ahead to start an actual career service. That was actually really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also want to point out, you know, at least in the United States, that um, more than two thirds of all businesses are using are not using any new technology for their communications. Right. And so it's a, it's a very big market too to go after people who don't know that they need the Internet to solve their problem. Um, so software hasn't eaten this side of the world yet. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, why? Why is why is telecom a consumer industry? It's a really good question. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that makes sense. Um, so so far, I, I really want to understand how much of growth um, you have made at um, Community Phone, like since inception till now. How would you describe your growth so far? Sure. Well, very staccatoed and sloppy and painful. <laughs> sort of the, the themes that have emerged. Uh, I mean, w there have been several incarnations, you know, th th straight lines and success stories, I think, are a myth. You know, there's so much flagellation. It's all nonlinear out here in the market. And yeah. we got our initial group of customers. Our first hundred customers were when um, we took tables. You know, I just stood at a table in the street of Boston or Milwaukee and promised people that I wasn't going to sell them solar panels. But your cell phone plan, let let's talk about that. And that's how we got our first hundred customers we would just take tables out to the streets and just talk to people um and that worked <laughs> and then we ended up realizing that we could get a retail store and not pay rent because we would make it busy make it look good and the landlord would theoretically be able to sell it sooner because it looks great right and so we were able to figure out how to get this. And we thought that was our whole business. We thought our entire business was this model of popping up, taking over vacant retail space, paying zero dollars in rent. And we were going to do that all over the country. Um, and, you know, that was working until the coronavirus happened. Oh. Um, so we had this $20,000 a month former Starbucks building in the middle of Harvard Square, in the middle of Harvard Square. Oh. And 
that all it's like that's isn't that a great i like that's a great insight like we don't have to pay any rent <laughs> and we get to like look this is a this is a three-dimensional table this is really cool and the coronavirus took all of that away in one fell swoop um and so initially we thought it was going to be tables that take us to the moon then we thought it was going to be vacant retail stores where we do this kind of arbitration arbitrage and now when the coronavirus happened I mean that was that was terrifying. Our everything that we've spent our years learning about our business was all related to the store. You know, like I said popping up around the country. And what happened was we had one blog post on our page, our website that started surging in traffic. And it was called how to transfer a landline to cell phone. And many of these were business owners. Many of these were people that have a landline, they're moving and they they want to they want to keep the number but they don't necessarily want to keep the device. And we thought that it's like it's like when you know you know as it relates to product market fit because for the next you know the coronavirus happened in March we lost 10% of our customers in that single month and all growth slowed and stopped basically. And we start flatlining like the patient is dying doctor <laughs> for month after month after month we were flatlining and we finally figured out that what these people want coming to this blog page is the ability to keep everything the same keep the phone keep the number but upgrade it to get new features rerouteth busy outbound calling simultaneous ring and since that change in december when we realized what was going on our growth exploded and so i would say kind of until that point we had like 500,000 in arr something like that and in the past what where what are we in now we're in the beginning of June in the past uh 6 months so 6 months we've added more than 650,000 in ARR wow. and the growth is continuing to accelerate you know this year alone we're going to acquire I, let let me say actually this last month we acquired as many customers as we acquired in our first 20 months combined Wow. So no. something is going on here. Yeah. <laughs> and um you look back, you know, I'm the boy who's cried wolf. You know, I say, "Oh, I have product market fit. I have product market fit." Not so. You when you when you have it, your all of your ops break, your support staff hates you. You're thinking like, "How can I live this way?" <laughs> like it's just like you step on this like there's this explosion, like this surge, like you're pushing a boulder up. You're pushing a boulder up. and you're like is there a top to this mountain is there a top and you're blind i guess because when you get to the top you don't know but then you're like oh my god now it's barreling down the hill what people am i going to kill on the way what's going to happen and it's a very different experience um so yeah i mean and it's like thank that's just like it's incredible that we found this and uh yeah so it's working now wow that's actually really, really amazing. So right now with all that growth, um what what's the next big milestone for Community Phone? What are you looking to do next? Are you looking to like rapidly expand operations support team to kind of um match yeah. the demand? Um yeah. what would that entail without me, you know, raising money, you know, how is funding? Are you are you raising? Are you doing the oh, yeah. VC routes, you know, how's that going? Yeah, well, the the plan is definitely to grow you know and there there are several other new services in here and you know we're we're still very far away 
from understanding the question, um, why, what, what's going on here in telecom? What do we mean by telecom as separate from the internet? Like there, there's a lot of questions there that remain. Um, and growth, growth helps us get data, you know, and it's part of our method for verifying the truth about what's going on in the market, right? So that's why growth is interesting. It helps us validate or invalidate our hypotheses about what could be really going on. And like we call a product this formed hypothesis, right? For like what's going, it's all about the market though, right? Like, so we have this formed hypothesis we call our product and we have growth, which helps us learn about, is this the right product at all? <laughs> or is this the right market at all, right? Um, and so we've, we've have really, really strong answers now around who the customer is, what we're selling them and how we reach them cost effectively. Those are the, th the three questions. And we have really good answers to all of those now. Um, and so we're going to keep growing, you know, we're going to get to 10 mil ARR uh, before the end of 2022. Um, we just raised our seed round. Um, you know, we went through Y Combinator okay. and we raised money. Um, that's it's really helpful to get it. If you can get it, I would definitely get it. Um, but what's valuable is the company. Like Once you have real success, it all shifts. We're like capital is so so dumb it has never come with any insight and it's all chasing people who have good answers for what their company is and does so it's really interesting to like i need money i need money and now it's we we have the good stuff we don't want you know we don't want as much <laughs> once you have strong answers like this um but yeah the plan is to continue growing um you know i got to build an engineering team yeah Okay. Okay. That's actually really, really amazing. Um, I'll say congrats so far. I think you are really in a great spot where um, community phone is really, really just growing and growing. Congrats also for getting to YC, you know, just getting to even close out your round and just, I feel like it's just all, you know, positive success stories along the way. Of course, there's... Oh, I mean, YC was years and years ago. I oh. mean, we, you know, there, this is a lot. Yeah. It's like, if only, if only it were that easy. <laughs> I mean, this is, this was not supposed to work. This was not our bit. We raised money on the whole retail concept. Okay. You, you know, like, I mean, like, that's just such a different thing. I mean, imagine your whole business is based on a retail concept and then all of it goes away in a day. Yeah. I mean, and then you're flatlining for, close to 12 months where you're asking yourself questions like what am i doing with my life what are any how can i ask any of you to keep doing this with your lives like like just over and over and over and over i mean i don't it's hard to understate the pain that type of like lost feeling you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah um but yeah, then eventually we we caught the rabbit, you know, after a solid year. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really amazing. I think um, I'm, I, I, I love me a silver lining story. So this is really, really amazing. So um, I guess my very last question now for you, James, is what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned so far that you would like to pass on to another founder trying to um, start their own company, trying hmm. to solve a problem in the market? Yeah, that's it. That's a big question. Um, yeah, and as if it were like, I wish, I wish, like, I used advice. One of my biggest problems is I get advice and then I agree with it, 
but then there is no like it's hard to verify and that, that, that's not my answer that's not i'm just thinking out loud um my answer would be something like i can't believe how all of the things that i thought mattered and thought would end up mattering to the business like were just always wrong <laughs> like like everything i was focused on and continue to find myself focused on ends up not mattering like how can that be <laughs> you know or, and so what i perceive frequently are problems that are outside of me this person in the company or this effect or this other other sort of thing and i guess maybe the biggest lesson is around realizing how powerful and responsible i am for every single one of those things like an example would be um you know i you know i had a co-founder breakup at the very beginning you know which was excruciating in its type of pain and you know for a while i just i felt safe by blaming this person they did this to me they did this this how can you do that if you're in a startup don't you know you know feelings of justice right and and like we've all been there you know we we're all there um and what's so interesting is to ask or to recognize everything that i'm blaming this person for is something i'm also guilty of doing <laughs> potentially even more you know in in certain ways um and so just like pointing it back pointing it back at oneself and asking like why am i really here am i am i here to win a status game you know or sort of am i here to understand what's going on more than anything more than even my pride or something <laughs> that's when it all opens up and so i would think like the lesson is something along the lines of what game are you actually playing is it to discover a new market that doesn't exist or is it to play a status game of some kind um and they're often the same people who are successful at one are also successful at the other so it's confusing but yeah. they are distinct games um and just to know which one you're playing is ev- everything becomes much easier hmm. wow. like that. that's 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 really really deep um and i think at this juncture i'd like to say thank you so much james for coming on the couch today this has been an interesting conversation what do you think yeah thanks for having me it's great to be with you yeah and for everyone listening um Make sure to subscribe, make sure to share this episode with your friends. You already know that every single week we bring you amazing people like James. Um and you know to talk about um the product, the product journey, their journeys basically as founders that led them to building, you know, the great products that we know today. And so make sure to stay tuned. And until next time, see ya.